This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome to the Literati Podcast. I'm Colin, and this is Michael. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm 5'10 and a half, I have soft hazel eyes, and I'm allergic to the onside of fruit. Thanks, Michael. Here at Literati, we have a deep and meaningful commitment to helping spread literacy because of a court-ordered community service mandate. Did you know that it's illegal to blackmail politicians, even if your nude photos of them are actually very flattering? Well, lesson one, it is. Now you know. Some people are so uptight about nudity, but really, it's the most natural thing there is. You know, it's clothes that are weird. Clothes should be illegal. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Hey, why do I have to learn to read? I'm already pretty happy at my job where people test out different poisons in my eyeballs. Well, what if I told you that with the power of reading, you could get a better job? Oh, maybe a job where people don't test out poison on your eyeballs, but on your genitals instead? or even a job as an administrator of a poison testing facility. All of this is possible if you open your mind and buy our book, How to Write a Book, coming to bookstores oh so soon. So soon. Just as soon soon. as we write it and sell it. Just got to get motivated. But we already have so many great pieces of advice that we want to share with people. And we're going to share a little bit of that with you today. Now you're going to have to... Buy the book for the full thing, but we can give you a little bit of a taste. Like, for example, when you're at a party and someone comes around with a plate of hors d'oeuvres, it's not a full meal, but you can stick out your tongue and they'll put a little bit of meat on it and you can taste it and then they put the meat back on the plate for the next person to taste. Exactly. Just a little meat sample on the tongue. And sorry, we might be excluding part of the country. That's a very New York reference. So when you're starting out as a writer, approaching a novel can be intimidating. So start small. Yeah, don't think about everything all at once, okay? Just pick one small thing to start with and focus on it. For example, which letters do you want to use in your book? Great point, Colin. There are so many letters, and honestly, you can't be expected to master all of them. Here's a secret. Most authors only use 10 to 15 letters max. Only show-offs like Ayn Rand and Dostoevsky use all 26. Yeah, and Dostoevsky needs to have all those letters just to spell his own dumb name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. that little dumbass piece of shit thinks he's so good, but he's not. Dostoevsky, he's so bad. Okay, Michael, 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 you need to take a breath, okay? Take a deep breath. Take a minute, just a deep breath. He's the idiot. I'll give him some notes from the underground, but I'll put him underground or oh, something. All right, Michael, okay. You got to calm dead in Moscow. Michael, just take a minute and calm down. Anyway, it's great to start by picking your five favorite letters. That's all you got to do, okay? And there's a lot of good ones to choose from, uh, but we'll give you some of our favorites to get started. For me, it's the letter R. I mean, you can't spell reading without R. Also, my dad's name is Randall, which is why I have such a soft spot in my heart for that letter. Now, for me personally, I use the letter I a lot because I have many I'm important thoughts and I'm pinions, and I like to express myself to the world, and I want people to look at me. Look at me? Look at me. I. O is a very powerful and thrifty letter because it's often used twice in a row. Like in the famous sentence, 
Cool boots, you good foolish goose. Also, O is the number zero. And finally, I love the letter S because it looks like a snake and you should try to do one thing every day that scares you. But you know what? You've got to go out there and pick your own favorite letters. We can't tell you which ones to use. So we're going to jump on to the next piece of advice. This is a popular thing for people who maybe don't have an idea for a story, but they still want to write. Yeah, you can you can pluck from your own life. Uh, memoirs are very in right now. Yeah, okay? memoirs are big. But what's the biggest problem with memoirs? Um, you don't want to you don't want to offend anyone. No. If you, you know? do a scathing tell all of your life, and that tell-all includes some politicians who maybe got into some compromising positions with or without dungarees on, they might get really mad. Yeah, and you can't have that. So you want to find a way to write your memoir without stepping on anyone's toes. So what can you do to prevent your tell-all memoir from destroying relationships? Here are some examples. This first passage is from my tell-all memoir, Fear and Loathing, in my parents' basement in Ridgefield, Connecticut. My father was a drinker. Every day when the work whistle blew, he'd make his way to O'Neill's bar on Main quick as he could. Mother would often have to send me to fetch Dad around 10 p.m. That all changed December 12th, 1987. I can't tell you why it all changed. It's not really my story to tell. But if you call my dad at 212-303-5632 and ask real nice, I'm sure he'd tell you. Now, I have a memoir of a different nature. It's called Michael Wolf Forever a Boy, and it's pretty hot. But I found a way to keep everything in without saying too much, if you know what I mean. Let me read you a selection. I'd been trying to lose my virginity all semester, and tonight it was finally going to happen. Now, I can't tell you who it was going to happen with, but I can tell you a little bit about her. She's an American actress, producer, and former fashion model. She rose to stardom in the 1990s with roles in The Mask, My Best Friend's Wedding, and There's Something About Mary. She's also received four Golden Globe Award nominations for her performances in Being John Malkovich, Vanilla Sky, Gangs of New York, and There's Something About Mary. For the latter, she also won the New York Film Critics Best Lead Actress. She was born in San Diego, California. Her mother, Billy, was an import-export agent, and her father, Emilio Diaz, worked for the California oil company Unicol as a foreman. Diaz has an elder sister, Shymine, who I never got along with, and her father's family is Cuban. And we had sex many times. See, no one gets hurt. But you still get turned on. Yeah. And finally, I have an excerpt from my other tell-all memoir, Gone Boy. <clears throat> My brother was always the fuck-up of the family. But I'm not going to tell you why I feel that way, because it's not my place. Goodbye. Great. So that's just something to get you started on that memoir kick. Now, unfortunately, we're running out of time because we've got such great authors that we want to bring on. But we want to give you a little bit more of a look into what else is in this book. So we thought we'd just go through some of the chapters. Okay, chapter one, conflict. You always want as much conflict between your characters as possible. And I think you don't need any conflict. Why can't all the characters just get along? <laughs> because nothing interesting happens when there's no conflict, you moron. I think plenty of interesting things happen without conflict, Michael. Your characters could have a picnic or go on a walk or have a nice conversation. Do they have disagreements or argue in these conversations? No, they see to eye to eye on everything. That's boring! That's not boring, it's nice! And that was an example of characters having conflict. See how exciting a dynamic that was? Eh, a little too much conflict for me. Fuck you, Colin. 
Let's skip to chapter 10, practical tools for writing. Now we all know about the pen, the computer paper, typewriter paper, but there are also some lesser known tools for writing. Did you know that you can use monkeys to poke you if you fall asleep? There's obviously drugs, duh. Cocaine, speed, heroin. A couple backup poking sticks in case the wake-up monkey breaks a few in the heat of frustration trying to wake you up from your drug coma. Cell phone with your drug dealer's number on speed dial for when you run out of ideas. A pet dog for company since most likely your selfish and solitary lifestyle has made it difficult for you to maintain human relationships. And second monkey to make sure the first monkey stays awake. (laughs) These are just some useful tools you can use while writing. Uh, We've got another popular chapter, When to Commit Suicide. Mm -hmm. I say it's right after you publish your first New York Times bestseller. And I say tonight. There's chapter 16, which publishing house throws the best parties? I can't give too much away, but let's just say I lost my virginity to a penguin. (laughs) I'm winking. Chapter 11, how to get out of watching Neil Gaiman do magic. And finally, chapter 22, nonfiction sucks. So that's just some of the great insight you can learn about reading and writing by reading our book. And also, if you want to, you can help us write it because we really haven't, we haven't gotten a lot done yet. So um, if anybody's looking for college credit or an unpaid internship, our wake up monkeys aren't really doing their job. But you know, that's enough about us, enough people talking about trying to write. Maybe it's time we listen to some writers who have already written. Yeah. (laughs) You might say that our guest authors today are out of this world. And now an excerpt from our tell-all book, Traipsing Through the Void, Our Year in Space, by Yanis and Pista St. Oberon. Growing up, my twin brother Yanis and I were never fully aware of the importance of our family lineage, or about what it meant for us to be heirs to the NASA fortune. Our upbringing was so steeped in worldly pleasures and experiences like Buzz Aldrin's meth bacchanals, Sally Ride's softball cookouts, and Chris Hadfield's infinity pool parties that we didn't even know that different, otherworldly pleasures would be waiting for us in space. By the time we grew into pre-slash-young adulthood, Pista and I realized the full scope of being in the St. Oberon family and the resources we had at our disposal. Ever since a formative childhood experience of chugging bubble bath tonic while we were left unattended at John Glenn's villa, Pista and I have always wanted to throw a series of foam parties on all the moons of Jupiter in hopes of attracting first contact with extraterrestrial life. And so, at the ripe age of 19, we decided to actualize our dream and program the first manned circuit party in space. We worked closely with the finest aerospace engineers to load 90 tons of party supplies, strobe lights, ketamines, and foam machines into a rager module on our spacecraft. We were told by dozens of faceless white men in tacky button-downs that we needed to undergo months of astronaut training, but our managers were able to negotiate our training down to a 25-minute seminar where we watched clips from Galaxy Quest. When Pista and I arrived at Cape Canaveral on the morning of our launch, the paparazzi were out in full force, along with news outlets who had sent out their wolves to hunt. Their droves gathered around the launch site along with cheering fans wielding signs and merchandise that bore our structured and severe likenesses. From every corner of our smoky eyes, we saw posters saying, NASA is a disgrace, and St. Oberon twins should be ashamed, and other phrases of awe and adoration for our bravery. 
Even though we overheard news reporters calling the fans protesters and saying that security was a major concern, Yenis and I were so inspired because the whole vibe of everyone shouting and screaming was totally what we were trying to go for on Jupiter's Moons. We don't remember much of the liftoff because Pista and I took a Benadryl after we boarded, but once we woke up, we looked out the window into the vast, glorious expanse of the universe before us and thought, oh, this is almost as good as being on shrooms. Yenis and I passed the time in the command module by playing Mary Fat Kill using only guys we've met in Ibiza. And after weeks, we landed on Ganymede, the most rage-friendly Jovian moon, according to NASA's astronomers. We tried to set up shop there by plugging in our phone machine, but it fell through when we couldn't find an outlet anywhere. Then, like... Literally minutes after we landed, Houston immediately ordered us to reboard our craft since, I guess, temperatures were fatally low on the Ganymedean surface. So that was an epic fail, and morale suffered as a result throughout the rest of the mission. After landing on Europa and Io to no avail, we finally met up with some hot Keplarian aliens from the Corpulu sector of the Andromeda Galaxy, who heard about our party through a flyer we jettisoned from the Rager module days before. I told you those flyers would pay off. Yes, God! We're still not sure if we did full sex stuff with the Keplarians since nothing was penetrative, but the best words I would use to describe the experience would be raw, visual, and aqueous. So it was hot. We left Callisto, overjoyed that we made contact with aliens, but bummed that we had no proof of it since we shut off all communications with Mission Control during the encounter because they were being lame as shit. The end. Thank you. <laughs> so, Yenis and Pista St. Obron, I hi, guess, uh, hi. hi, thank you for uh, being here. I You're guess welcome. my first question would be, why wasn't I invited? <laughs> <laughs> because you have to be cute. You have to be cute and you have to sign up on the Google form at least um, 24 hours prior so that the bouncer has your name. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a really, it's a really busy okay. party. Well, but the, even if I had done the Google form, I probably wouldn't have been allowed mm-hmm. on not being cute Yeah, enough. no, because anyone can put their name on a Google. No, that makes sense. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, Yanis. Colin's pretty cute. Michael's pretty cute. We I can guess. invite them. You do, so have a chance. A, you do have a little bit of a tight piece, though. <laughs> so there's a chance the next time around Michael and I could... Uh, Get in on one of these uh, yes. Cir- yes. Circuit, circuit parties? If Peace does there, he loves podcast guys. I love podcast guys. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> don't hold your breath on me coming. I have a pretty pretty full plate, and also I got My boyfriend, burned. whenever he holds his breath, he doesn't come. I always just tell him, so he has to breathe. Okay, well, hold on, Michael. You said that you were yeah. badly burned. Uh, we don't need to talk about it. It was just a small explosion where I work. A small explosion uh-huh. where you work? Uh-huh. Do you where, where do you work? Uh, well, right now I'm temping at Olive Garden, and I was in charge of what's called the pasta freezer, and it was so cold in there, and I was trying to stay awake, so I turned up the heat. Oh, well, I got locked in there because I had accidentally taken olives home. So I turned up the heat all the way, and apparently the pipes couldn't take it, and they exploded, and I got a fushili in my face. Is that they, how you say it? It's an unpaid fushili? internship, right, at Olive Garden right now? Unpaid internship? It's, it's tempting. Yeah. The temp program at Olive Garden is renowned. But Michael, <laughs> Michael, Michael, Olive Thief, that's what I'll start calling you. I Were just you like being to, punished? It was a disciplinary hearing that definitely happened between wow. me and my family. I love the litigious nature of our society. Yeah, well, what am I going to say? You know, I like to stick my fingers in, in olives. 
And if that leads to me being punished, so be it. I don't know. I'm coming around on these guys. Me I think too. they can come to the party next Michael, time. Michael, we, we gotta go. You gotta. <laughs> okay, you know what? We'll see if I can clear go. stuff up. I am doing voluntary jury duty, but we'll uh, send you the Google link, Michael. If you like to stick your fingers in olives, mm-hmm. I have a couple places you can. Take your fingers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I have run out of places in my home. I've literally put my finger everywhere. I cannot. Mm. Oh, that's great. Okay, very cool. I will fill out the Google Doc and we'll find. Pista is very fluidy. When we were little, he would always be sneezing and coughing. And I was the more drier twin. Mm. And Pista was like the Pista's more wetter twin. Just... He was really sick as a baby. So now yeah. his glands are really liquidy and wet. Mm. So he's got a lot of wick- liquidy, olivey, wet places you can stick your fingers, Michael. I have leakage. Yeah, he's got leakage. He, he had to have his gallbladder removed. Mm, that was sad. Just two days ago. Who? Show him your scar. Here's my gash. Oh Put your my finger God. in it. Holy shit. Jesus. That is going down your entire back. Good God. I love it. He has to carry around a bag. When he when he goes anywhere, like a colostomy like a, bag. Yeah. Well, no, it's a NASA grade colostomy bag, so it's it's mm-hmm. like it's a little more high tech. I thought that was a Jan Sport. Oh, well, <laughs> I, it, is it's big. <laughs> it's big, and there's a Jan Sport logo. This was a partnership deal between NASA and Jan Sport, as smart. they yeah, often are branching out into branded um, retail. Now, I, I had a question. Uh, what was it like growing up as two obviously very distinctly different people, but being twins and being in this you know same family, same environment, how did you develop your own distinct personalities? Well, you know how the Hilton twins, there's like one that's more dry and one that's more wet. I'm the wet yes. one and Yenis is the dry one. Right, like of course. Everyone knows Nikki's really, really wet. And Paris is really more dry. dry. Yenis is the Paris. So yeah, so basically like... When I when I got older, I, I was just dry enough to get my own reality show. Because, you know, you can't be wet around the camera. Oh, it ruins everything. Stuff. You'll ruin the camera, wet. yeah. I wasn't yeah. allowed anywhere near equipment. No, because she I can't be around electronics, so she'll get Or I'll conduct electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your clothes keep just slipping right off you right now. Ooh, and look, my gash is bad. Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus. There it is. Oh, but there's a smoke. There's a thick green oh. smoke mm-hmm. coming out of it. Yes. Ba- basically, um, I have to turn from, away. My, from my fame, from my show... Yeah, um, you had a show. Mm-hmm. It was like called, a reality show. Yeah, it was called Design Yenis's Next Astronaut Suit Challenge. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, being a NASA oh, Design Yenis's Next Astronaut yeah. Suit Challenge. Was yeah. it like it was, a, I watched oh, all it was of like that. Uh, Project Runway sort of? Yeah, show? but yeah. Reality but more show? space. More it, space. It's suit. on PAX. Yeah, it's on PAX. <laughs> Hey, K Pax. Huh? <laughs> what? Who's that? What are you talking about? It's like Kevin Spacey. I don't know. Spa- it's okay. about space. You'd mentioned okay. that. You guys are so <laughs> random. <laughs> You'd mentioned hey, that. We are honestly, pretty random. Podcast guys are so, so random. random. But I like them. Yeah, you know. Let's invite them. More your type. Um, listen, guys, this is off mic. Um, you're just kind of constantly rubbing each other under the table. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that, but our yeah, producer is giving us the. You know, there's a study side. out that says that. About two-thirds of all identical twins are homosexuals. Well, mm. we are the exception because we don't identify as homosexual, mm. but we are we are what, what I would call label-wise um, Kepler sexuals oh, after wait, our encounter. And did you know that during the first few years of Pista's life, they thought he was amphibian? Oh, because you're wet. Because he was being so wet and had all these wet holes. I had wet holes, and I kept mm. I kept 
dropping pouches of membrane that had tadpoles yeah. in yeah. it. Well, and he actually was more comfortable in the water for the first five years of his life. Well, I did read in the beginning of your book, um, there was a whole chapter about your birth. And, Yanis, uh, mm-hmm. I heard that you not only uh, kept your placenta, mm-hmm. uh, but you swam within it like a small little Absolutely. hot tub. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, we set up a little mini whirlpool mm-hmm. with all of my mother's placenta. Mm-hmm. And I came out totally dry. That's... <laughs> It was. I just popped right out, totally dry, and I said, "You should get him a show." <laughs> so anyway, back to my birth, and back back to my first few weeks of life. Did you re- you remembered your birth? Mm-hmm. Very. And we, were, we vividly remember our birth. Lucista, you spoke uh, seconds after being born, and about oh, a TV I'm, show. I'm Yanis. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. No, yeah. no, no. I she do keep I switching seats. I didn't speak until you know. Yanis, let's oh. switch seats again. Okay, okay. You guys, we're never good. No, you know us. Here, I, I didn't speak until about eleven, twelve months after my birth, which is oh, normal okay. for a baby. Um, but everyone around me was, was already planning my my fame. Yeah, the the this the, but I I on the other hand, as soon as I came out of the womb, started listing all the presidents. Yeah, <laughs> she was talking and wet. Yeah, I was, and I was wet. dry and quiet, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a baby is, <laughs> like an amphibian baby is. I was wet and very very um I would say. Um, articulate, mm-hmm. but we love, we still loved each other a lot. Oh, oh of course, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. You're so close. Uh, what was it like growing up in a household with so much esteem, with parents who had yeah, already as accomplished the heirs to the to the NASA fortune? Well, yeah. lonely. And something that a lot of people don't know is that the Saint Oberon family, the patriarch and the matriarch, our parents, mm-hmm. um, were. Um, uh, there's this theory out there, and it's totally false, that John F. Kennedy um, just built them out of a mound of flesh and mm-hmm. animated I have them heard to that life. Out. And that yeah, is not It's that. just yeah. a theory. It's a theory. It's not a, the- it's not a thing. I mean, Communism's a theory. Um, what? what you guys are guys. So guys are so random. Well, anyway, John F. Kennedy, we have a lot to thank John F. Kennedy for for starting the space program. Yeah, but definitely not our birth. He was no. not our dad, and Marilyn Monroe was not our mom. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Why it would, would be crazy to think that they consistently met up at the W Hotel through the years of 1960 to 1960. The W Hotel in its heyday, the most the renowned 60s. hotel. Yeah, <laughs> and you know there there have been sightings. Of Marilyn Monroe dropping membranous sacks of tadpoles, but those are false. Yeah, they she wasn't debunked. even a whole amphibian. Like, that's a rumor. She's no, that only was, part amphibian. Well, people want to talk about Marilyn all the time. Life. Let her live let in peace. peace. Let her just live in peace. We killed Marilyn with ours, with our comments and our fascination. Oh, you mean like the world? I thought you meant us. I was like, oh, oh no, no, I meant we, the royal we. Yeah. It is pretty hard for celebrities these days. I'd say that they probably have it the hardest of anybody. What do you think has the hardest? Probably Honestly, reality celebrities. I'd say reality celebrities. I'd say Anthony Who, Bourdain. Names? Anthony Bourdain. Oh. He has Anthony a really hard Bourdain. life. Anthony to eat Bourdain. all that food all the time? I'm I'm honestly I've one meal a day. We don't talk about Anthony Bourdain. No, oh yeah, sorry. Did him. I touch on a nerve? Are and you guys he, on the same he was network? To, he was supposed to cater our birthday, <laughs> and then he backed out at the last minute because he he was visiting hole in the wall dumpling restaurants in Ugh. Denver. Or something. Yeah. He's always like doing stupid. that. Typical Bourdain. Isn't that what you guys were uh, catered by Melissa's cupcakes? 
Melissa's cupcakes, baked by Melissa, came and catered our birthday. We all had tiny, tiny, tiny cupcakes. Yeah, so small. Those look small. Here, I have a trick. Do you want me to show you? I have a Melissa's cupcake right here. (gasps) Where is it going to go? Oh, it fell in my gash. Oh, God. It melted instantly. Oh, no. Oh, no. Vaporized. Did you guys know we're hosting Saturday Night Live? Tonight? Musical yeah. guest, me. Well, I'm just going to do a lot of the host well, thing. And, and Peace, that's going to do musical guest. Uh, I'm horny, yeah. too. I have, a, I have a question. For your, your tell-all memoir, mm-hmm. Traipsing Through the Void, Our Year in Space. Now, it's it's a tell-all memoir. Mm-hmm. Michael and I, we have a chapter. Tell most. Tell most. Okay, see, now this is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Is there stuff that you leave out so you don't step on anyone's toes when you're doing a tell-all, tell-most memoir? Well, well, so things you can't a, we say. We have a sister that didn't want to be involved. So how did you, how did you work around that? So wait, there, are you actually identical triplets, and you all went to space and partied? Legally, we have to call ourselves twins because okay. because of the litigation. But our sister, I'm going to reveal. Oh my God! What's happened to our sister? Are we recording? Yeah. Go, Yannis. Our sister was born three weeks after us. Our mother, Marilyn Monroe. No, Yannis. Stop. Wow. Was pregnant with us as a result of sexual intercourse with John F. Kennedy, the president of the United States. They would get so dirty in the W that they would have a freaky, freaky, deaky, deaky sex. And they would use many oils and lotions and be freaky, freaky, freaky. And so it would create a freaky babies. And then we got born and little did Marilyn Monroe know she was still pregnant with like a, a more baby. Mm, like and, a remain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the baby was small, small. And so three weeks later, Marilyn, it was like, didn't know I was pregnant. And she was going to the bathroom to do a number two. And she had a baby on the toilet. And that was our sister. And that was our sister, Jenna. Jenna. So it's it's Yenis, Pista, and Jenna. Jenna, Jenna, NASA. I'm just sort of doing the math right now, um, which uh, you guys look very young. But Mm -hmm. uh, if, if... Okay, because see if Marilyn... <laughs> we're only eight. Guys, okay, see, I thought for a second maybe you guys were like 55. <laughs> no, 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 you guys are random. Okay. We're eight. Okay. Just, Shh, we're eight. Okay. Um, and what, how would you describe Jenna's, uh, I guess, what would I say, moisture Skin? level? Moisture. Oh, I would say that she's... She's Somewhere in the middle of... She's like when you dip a paper towel in water and then leave it out for at least 10 minutes. So you know it was wet, but it's also But it's on dry. its way to being dry. Yeah, exactly. And then when she came out of the womb, she started speaking like not super late, but not super early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it, is it easier for one of you to do most of the writing? I'm, I'm wondering if... You can even hold a pen if you're I so have wet a all lot the time. of. I have. I have to do a lot for my show. Yeah. yeah. So what happens is, Pista will dictate into a dictaphone. <laughs> into a dictaphone. I am very turned on. And can I tell you guys something? A secret reveal. Secret. Please. Jenna Nasa goes by a pseudonym. 
and everyone knows who she is, and she became a famous what actor, and her name is L. Fanning. L. <gasps> Fanning is Jenna. Yes. That makes she so was in much Super sense. Eight. Super Eight. That movie that was kind of based mm-hmm. on our on our space on our, mission on our life. That's incredible. That's yeah. yeah. All the pieces are coming together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was an alien. Except, there was an the alien. Timeline. Yeah. The timeline <laughs> yeah. doesn't really but make a lot that, of sense. Besides that, all the pieces are coming together. Time. Jenna, time L- is a curve. Einstein. Einstein showed that time is relative and time is it on... It curves to the left. Well, your time well. is a little different than our time. Exactly. And time is what's on... It's called a Euclidean grid. Mm. And so it can be pushed and pulled in all manner of directions in ways that we can't even plot in in, in Cartesian space. So are you saying that you're... like Euclidean You're Euclid. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh is, that is very funny. Oh, man. Between the Euclideans and dictaphones. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're uh, really... Filthy sense of humor. Yeah. So, are you saying Bring that kids away. your time in space warped the way that you travel yes. through space and time? Well, it you? warped the way we age. Well, as okay. as as I wrote, as we wrote in the book, or as I go, as Al Fanning Ghost wrote for us in the book, um, we were nineteen at the time of the mission. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But then, you know, it it moves. Time moves. Did you guys see Interstellar? I saw the trailer. Oh, and I've seen Matt. Matthew McConaughey's abs. <laughs> he is so fun at circuit parties. Yeah. He'll come in, bring his bongos and his fat ass. <laughs> He'll dance around. He's so stupid. I bet Did you don't he's know. So what stupid. So stupid. But he's meet, so funny. He's so Matthew funny. He hosts on Saturday Night Live. I know he has. Do you guys like, uh, do you think it's cool how Jay Farrow can just do like anybody? No. Isn't yeah, it funny though no. to hear him do someone no. else who's funny? No, that's no. not f- no. No, comedy is not about impressions to me. Comedy is about observation, observational, smart satire. Yeah, yeah. I find that the only comedy really worth its weight and salt is just something that's like got a really smart point of view. Mm-hmm. The only thing I really like comedy. Then it's it makes you think. Yeah, grounded I, stuff. I, I like to I like to really think about something new. I my favorite work yeah. ever is the Confederacy of Dances, which is mm. just a really layered. It it juggles so many narratives. Yeah, and Pista really and I have studied Commedia in Commedia dell'arte. In, 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 yeah, Commedia Commedia dell'arte. Del, del tarde. No. Comedia del Arte. We studied the work of being the clown. And mm, I've listened to Lana Del Rey. And... <sighs> oh my god, podcast, podcast guys is so random. <laughs> Just a quick follow up what is a circuit party? A circuit party, by definition, is a large dance event. It extends through the night and into the following day, almost always with a number of affiliated events in the days leading up to and following the main event. Oh, wow. Wow, that sounds like my bar mitzvah. <laughs> my brain is a little bit of a dictionary. <laughs> if you ever want to know what anything is or means, just ask me. Oh, yeah, that was like a word-for-word definition. That was incredible. Yeah, ask me what something else is. Could you explain to me like the just fundamental tenets of like quantum theory? Quantum theory? Yeah. Oh, I definitely yeah. I mean, like, I know it's a no. larger st- school of thought. So, quantum just... theory is the theoretical basis of modern physics that explains the nature and behavior of matter and the energy on the atomic and subatomic level. 
the oh, nature yeah. of behavior of matter and energy at that level is sometimes referred to as quantum physics and quantum mechanics. Okay, yeah, that <laughs> wow, makes sense. Uh, yeah. so easy for me to just know stuff. You Your have like a photographic memory. Yeah, I think it would be remiss of us to have you on and not talk about outer space. I mean, I've never met anybody who's mm, been right. to space before. That would be a my remiss. whole life, I would. <laughs> that would be remiss. My whole life, I've looked up at the stars and says and. And said, like, yes. Yes, and what lies beyond? And yeah. what else is out there? And just well, on every star, there's a hot, hot, hot group of people. On every star? Yeah. Every now, star. I thought that Every star were... is a hot group of friends. <laughs> like a bunch of people, but then, like, one group that's yeah. very popular. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of people on the planet. And then there's, like, one hot group of friends. Group of friends. And that's what lights up the star. The star. The power of their hot friendship. Yeah. yeah. Who would you say you and are in Clueless? In Clueless? We're both Amber. Mm-hmm. Cool. The Why do you ask that? Period. That's, yeah, that's such a simple answer. I can't you expand on that. You random podcast guy. Why I guess that's just sort of how my brain works. It just sort of bips and bops around. Like, our sun, like, if you want to think of our sun as a star, like, I feel like that group of friends is the cast of Cheers mm. and all of their star power. Mm. They all started off basically nobodies, and then they, you know, they became huge stars after, and still are. And still I'd say that's the most day. relevant, cutting edge. Our godmother group is Kirsty Alley. Mm-hmm. She's our godmother. That's incredible. Mom. She's had a tough couple of years, but it seems like she's kind of leveled <laughs> no, back out. Hasn't. No, oh, she, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> no. So, so your mother was Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe, and then Kirstie mm-hmm. Alley is your godmother. They were very close. Oh, this is like a, really close. It's like a who's so who. Your godmother was like born after Time you is were. different for us. I keep forgetting. I do want to say that you do have three children here with you who you keep stopping with breastfeeding. Hey, okay, come up, come sit on daddy's lap. Come on, sit on daddy's lap. Okay, well, introduce yourself. Hi. Hi. My my name is Michael. Hi, Michael. That's my name, too. That's a beautiful name. Hello, my name is Katharina. Hi, Katharina. Please don't suck on the mic. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I sometimes suck on a mic. <laughs> Whenever I see a mic, I suck on it, and then people tell me not to do that, and I don't do it anymore. It's so a very, very, <laughs> very common error. Now that you tell me not to suck on a mic, I will not do it again. Katharina. What, daddy? Katharina, Michael's really uncomfortable <laughs> with you sucking on the mic. Michael's both, both Michaels. Michael is... I have something to tell you, and it involves who he is inside. Okay, okay, Daddy. You can tell us anything. Okay, Daddy. Well, um, lately I've been battling a lot of inner. Spit it out, Michael. I've been battling a lot of inner demons. Yeah, we really don't have a lot of time, Michael. Okay, Please, we spit don't it have out. a lot of time. You know what? Yeah, let's hurry up. This is well, also, there's another kid we have to introduce. This is and like, we try experience. to keep the podcast like podcast pretty tight and focused. Okay. Um, I'm Brendan. I'll just sit over here and wait. <laughs> Brendan, wait. Thank you, Brendan. No, for, it's fine. Forget this it. is my. This is oh my, my god! This is so my moment. Um, I'm I'm I identify as a homeopath. I I I. I that is not true. It's something else. I, I I drink a lot of herbal teas that I think will cure my cancer. Well, you have a crystal around your neck. Mm-hmm. You have cancer. No, I'm saying if I were to have cancer, it would cure it. This is crazy. He's not telling you the truth. Brendan, get over here. Daddy wants Daddy oh wants to talk God. to you. What? 
Brendan, you what? Just I don't like Brendan, the attitude. Could you drop keep your the attitude. Feet off the ottoman. It's okay if you sit Shut over there. But up. please, I don't even know who you are. This is I'm my weird podca- podcast guy. Okay, honestly. Bre- guys, drag me here. Yannis Pista, I'm, respectful I'm not. I do not want to tell you how to parent, but I'm Brendan sorry. cannot talk to me that way. Okay, well, tell honestly, Brendan you gotta stop. Homo. What? Whoa. Hey, stop. hey, this we do not allow that kind of. What? You are. That's not I guess true. This is this absolutely disgusting. I'm going to talk on this mic if we can't talk like a dog. Michael is that's very. That's actually very mature. Yeah. yeah. My son Michael is, is in the corner talking to his crystal, so he's very uncomfortable. What I find you interesting is that some of your children are older than you. Well, time doesn't does work differently. Different yeah. Yeah. When you've been to space and you've gone that close to I'm the continuum. I'm 40 years old, okay? I was born 50 years old. Explain to me this. How is it? I was born at 50 years like old. Now I'm 40 years old. Like then they took me to space sort of and now it's a thing? I don't understand. You're also soaking wet. <laughs> I can't understand. Catherine, Catherine is mine. Sometimes I wake up, I be totally dry. Sometimes I wake up, I be wet. I think to myself, did I have a scary dream? Sweat the bed. Then it's just because of my skin. It's because I'm a little bit of a Vivian. Catherine, I think do you want to show everybody's a, a part of your body. My gosh, yes, here's yes, oh my, my gosh. Oh dear God! I know. It's oh, it's got it. That looks like a mouth. It is a mouth. It's got teeth. It is a mouth. I can eat with it. Look at you. Can you? Oh, not the mic! Not the mic! Wow, he just ate a whole foot-long sandwich with his gash. Oh my God, you guys are so gay. Brendan, Brendan, this is unacceptable. He's your kid. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank thank you. you for coming thank on. Thank you a lot. Thank you. I really a lot. think that uh, our listeners who listen to this podcast to get insider tips <laughs> and tricks and writing um, are really going We're to good writers. <laughs> Very good. Clearly. Um, maybe we just end we with... big words like aqueous. Mm-hmm. Could we maybe just end, if you want to leave us with a favorite sentence of yours that you've written or, or a phrase or a quote? Help. Help. My sack just dropped. And I'll, I'll go now. This is the most important sentence I've ever said. I have Lyme disease. Oh my God. You guys are so... Gay. Hey, and don't stop. Brendan, Brendan, stay away from on, that Brendan. plug. Do not unplug that. This is horrible. How we all sitting here, everyone's feeding me to each other, and no one's feeding a mic. I want to eat this. Do you guys want some echinacea? Michael. Oh, Jesus Christ. You are not being honest about what's the problem with you. I'm a homeopath. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you, you so much for you being here and bringing all your children. <laughs> Get that mic out of your mouth. Oh, my God. There's a human crawling out of your oh gash. Look at this gash. <laughs> Ah, it's sucking me in! It's Roll! sucking in your gas! Wow, what a great conversation. You know, it's always fun to talk with fellow writers and people who have accomplished so much. Yeah. You could even say that our guest authors this afternoon were out of this world. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> because they went to space? Oh, sure. That's it for us this week at Literati. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Michael. And I've been Colin. And don't forget to read. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com.